Thanks for checking out the site, and we're into more than law and politics around here. After my rant, keep listening, and I'll introduce one more entry in our list of top 50 songs of all time. I'm Royal Oaks, and this is The Royal Oaks Show. So Joe Biden is out. Kind of surprised people, didn't he? Over the last few days, the news cycle was peppered with stories about Biden and Hillary taking swipes at each other. Remember, uh, Biden was talking about how uh, he had urged the president to go after Osama bin Laden. And Hillary was suggesting, oh, not so bad, fast. Uh, Joe was actually urging caution. And there was the issue of Hillary's enemies. She happily rattled off the list of her enemies, the country of Iran, insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, Republicans. Joe couldn't resist weighing in, saying he didn't consider Republicans enemies. Got a lot of friends in the GOP. He can work with them. So there were a lot of reasons to think he might pull the trigger. Why not? He's always wanted to be president, basically all his life. And now this is absolutely his last chance. It's his turn. He's been the sitting VP for eight years. We know from countless reports that Obama detests Hillary and all things Clinton and loves Joe, the guy who, according to Joe, spends four to seven hours a day hanging out with the president at the White House. So there were a lot of signs pointing toward him running, but it was not to be. A lot of Republicans were looking forward to a real cage fight, some good old-fashioned mud wrestling between Biden and Hillary. So is it significant? Does it mean Hillary definitely has a lock on the nomination? Absolutely not. It was actually pretty unimportant, really, whether Biden got in. It doesn't matter, really, whether he gets in or not. Hillary was going to get the nomination regardless, unless, the big unless, the email scandal explodes. That's the huge lever dictating the fate of this election. If that email scandal explodes, whether it's because of an indictment or the evidence just pouring out that she was dishonest, it doesn't matter if Hillary had Biden as a formal opponent or not. It might cripple Hillary. It might cripple her enough to allow her to win the nomination in a weakened state. Or it might cripple her so much that Biden could get in and take the nomination, whether he announced he would run today or in a month or two after she's indicted or after the whole thing explodes. The email scandal is the whole ballgame. So it didn't really matter whether Biden got in or not. Looking ahead, the Republicans actually have a lot going for them. It's called history. Historically, Americans do not want to give the White House to the same party three terms in a row. Let's review the bidding, going all the way back to the 50s. Eisenhower wins in 52, and that stopped the Democrats, who had had multiple terms. But then, in 60, flips over to the Democrats with John Kennedy. Then, after two terms, in 68, it flips over to Richard Nixon, the Republican. Then, of course, we had Watergate, and we had Jimmy Carter after two Republican terms. Then, the one exception to the rule, Ronald Reagan's eight years plus George Herbert Walker Bush's four years, that was the exception to the rule. But then we went right back to the normal rule. You saw Clinton beat Bush, then you saw Bush beat Gore, and then you saw Obama win the presidency. So the historical trend is definitely against the Democrats. What do they have going for them? Well, they've got the future, demographics. The voting blocks are changing, more Latinos, more blacks. All those blocks favor the Democrats. Plus, Hillary is a woman. She mentioned it nine times in the CNN debate, like anybody needed more than three or four reminders for it to sink in that, by golly, she is a woman. I mean, I know she wears pantsuits, but there was really no question about her gender. 
but she mentioned it nine times. That could be a huge stealth factor tipping the scale in her favor. So what's the tiebreaker if you've got history for the Republicans and demographics and Hillary's gender on the side of the Democrats? Well, there are a couple of tiebreakers. One is the email scandal we've talked about. The other is who will be the Republican nominee? I mean, let's be realistic. If they go for Donald Trump, they're committing suicide. He has pissed off so many blocks of people with insulting comments, there is no way he can win. On the other hand, if the Republicans pick Marco Rubio, and I think they will have come up with a brilliant stroke, he will reach out to the Latino community. He's young. He's not tied to some Bush dynasty from decades past that people don't have very fond memories of anyway. And if you uh, pick Mr. Kasich uh, as vice president, you basically sealed up the critical states of Florida and Ohio. And that could, when you factor in history, assure a Republican victory even without an exploding email scandal. Folks are wondering if the Republicans can get their act together. This drama continues about picking a Speaker of the House. Hardliners just can't handle the idea that many moderates are going to have powerful positions leading the party. You know, the hardliners might take a look at an interesting quote from Ronald Reagan. Uh, it ran in this morning's Wall Street Journal. as taken from his autobiography published in 1990. Here's what he said. When I began entering into the give and take of legislative bargaining in Sacramento, a lot of the most radical conservatives who had supported me during the election didn't like it. Compromise was a dirty word to them, and they wouldn't face the fact that we couldn't get all of what we wanted today. They wanted all or nothing, and they wanted it all at once. If you don't get it all, some said, don't take anything. I'd learned while negotiating union contracts that you seldom got everything you asked for. And I agreed with FDR, who said in 1933, I have no expectations of making a hit every time I come to bat. What I seek is the highest possible batting average. If you get 75 or 80 percent of what you're asking for, I say, you take it and fight for the rest later. And that's what I told these radical conservatives who never got used to it. Pretty wise words from Ronald Reagan. Now, if any of you are expecting the Benghazi testimony this week to be the tiebreaker, don't hold your breath. There's a great piece, and also the Wall Street Journal this morning, by former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton, talking about the issues that Hillary might be vulnerable on as she testifies. Yes, there were ample warnings about the attack that the consulate was not secure, and her office knew about it. Yes, as the crisis unfolded that day, she literally disappeared. She left the building as the crisis was emerging. We want to know, of course, was she using her private email server while she was AWOL from her desk? Nobody's seen those emails. And then, after, who concocted that fake anti-Muslim video explanation? Yeah, all of that's going to be trotted out. Hillary may do well. She may do poorly. That's not going to be the deal breaker. The email scandal is going to be the deal breaker. So, too bad we won't see an old-fashioned free-for-all between Joe and Hillary. But even without Biden in the race, Republicans have a lot of cards to play. You remember the group Badfinger? Folks used to say they sounded a lot like the Beatles. Now, you be the judge, but whether they had anything in common with the number one rock group of all time, they may have played out the number one television show of all time. If you're a fan of Breaking Bad, you know what I'm talking about. Badfinger's 1971 hit, number 48 on our top 50 list, accompanying Walter White's last hurrah, it's Baby Blue. Yes, I got what I did. 